Welcome to the podcast where we talk all about love. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Carly Ann. Let's be honest, nobody taught us about the challenges that come with finding and keeping healthy, happy relationships. Nobody warned us of the courage that you need to put yourself out there when dating, or gave us the tools to manage anxiety, or told us what the hell to do when we got ghosted. As two coaches working in this space, we want to open up the conversation and give our take into the real, messy, amazing, sometimes tiring and frustrating, but mainly an extraordinary journey that comes with creating the secure, lasting relationships that you deserve. Hello and welcome back to another episode of All About Love. Today, we are talking to you about how to not lose yourself in love. So if you are someone who has a tendency to perhaps give yourself up, to drop the things that you enjoy, to start thinking more about someone else than yourself, then this is definitely the conversation for you. I agree. And, you know, let's be honest, we all lose ourselves a little bit when it comes to dating and love and things like that, just because of the sheer excitement of it, the possibility of what's out there, um, you know, the fact that we do want to spend time with somebody, we do want to get to know them. So I think we're going to be doing a kind of dive into why we can have a tendency to lose ourselves a little bit, um, but also give you some top tips to keep grounding yourself and things like that. But let's also just have a really normal conversation about what is realistic and what is not. Sounds good. What's your experience with losing yourself in love? Are you someone that does that? Oh, I was thinking about this earlier. So when I was dating, because it never really got to the, the love stage, obviously, but there would definitely be obsessive tendencies before and it would be more things like I would feel I was losing myself because I was overthinking all the time. I was waiting for them to text. I was picking up, putting down my phone a lot. I was talking about them a lot. I was, um, you know, doing all those things where it really felt like all my energy was on that other person. I don't know whether that translated into dating like in terms of practically doing things well actually I suppose it did because you know I would I would definitely try and hold nights free or guess when they would want to see me um and then not make plans or you know I'd be like oh I could do this but then what if they want to see me there'd be a lot of that talk too um but interestingly as well when I obviously kind of had my period where I wasn't dating or doing a lot of work on myself when I did meet my husband I didn't lose myself in the same way, but a really interesting pattern I noticed was I suddenly couldn't do anything without asking for his opinion. And I found that so interesting because I'd been so hyper-independent and I'd had so much, so many years of not needing anybody, not asking for anything, doing everything on my own. Suddenly it was like the floodgates were open. And I remember standing in a supermarket once and was like, what do I want for dinner? my sister's opinion or Liam's opinion um so that was a really different experience but because I was so self-aware I knew what I was doing so that then became a kind of pattern I had to work on but I thought that was a really interesting idea of how you start to lose yourself in different ways and you know as we've said in so many episodes before the healing the patterns thoughts 
it doesn't stop when you get into that relationship yeah 100% what about you what's your experience my experience dating and in relationship is just Mm -hmm. absolutely losing myself like to the max losing myself when I think about dating it was all of the things that you've said so I won't repeat it too much but a lot about obsessing a lot about the plans and it was just constantly more interested in what they think and their happiness and their well-being more so than mine. Mm-hmm. But when I was really losing myself, it was just that I didn't even know that I was doing that. I didn't yeah. realize that I just had this natural tendency to not really even check what I was bringing to the table, what I literally was bringing to the table that had like no importance because I was only looking at them and what they need, what they want. In relationship, I did exactly the same. And I can still see myself, I have that tendency now, but I I am always trying to balance it now where I am looking at, well, no, because you're in relationship as well. Because you know, there are times where you might change a plan and that's okay. But where I can lose myself is probably just in worrying about them, worrying about if they're happy, worrying about their worries, things like that like just taking on their feelings more than my own like in a really common example not common examples in for everyone but in my experience that i see show up as an example is like if they're hungry this is quite a codependent thing it's almost like i don't trust or i don't realize that that person would be able to make a decision that i'm hungry and i need to solve that that's like too much. It's like, I need to solve it. You know, like that can't happen. So a lot of things like that happen. So one of the biggest things I've been working on in this relationship is allowing him to feel his feelings and to have the opportunity and the chance to solve his own difficulties, if he even wants to. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because what came up for me there was this idea of overgiving and where the line is from being in a relationship and we're naturally quite giving people aren't we Um, yeah where where the line is between our kind of natural tendencies and being a lovely person and you know wanting to be in a great relationship versus when it comes from that pattern of not trusting or feeling like you've got to fix it yeah that's the thing like falling into that caregiver role that's where I potentially had the chance of losing myself but I would say it was quite a different experience in terms of dating versus relationship what I would say is the the drive is probably the same and like the why and the fears are probably very similar but perhaps the actions can seem different so in that dating stage that overthinking the wondering the I don't mind the keeping your plans open things like that in a relationship there's a lot more space to ask about plans and things you know as as that unfolds so it's it can be much more subtle in relationship I think um even now I sometimes have to set really strong boundaries with myself because I will you know there's normal things isn't there if you're making lunch for yourself you would I would make lunch for the other person okay if they're hungry because I'm doing that anyway but then it's it's almost popping myself in the position where that's then an expectation or it's an expectation where I would go and do all the shopping or I would do this or I would do that and that again comes back to that caregiver um, role which I'm very aware of because it's also very gendered isn't it you know yeah 
and where you fit into that. So I think there's so much in the relationship aspect as well that we do on autopilot. And sometimes I do wonder how much of it is because of gender. Uh, how you've yeah, been socialised. Socialising, that's yeah. what, you know, I'm talking about gender because it's traditionally it's been, um, you know, sort of women or people who are perhaps more caregiving in certain aspects falling into that, isn't it? What I'm wondering with that is a lot of the time it can be to do with that childhood role as well. So I think we're looking at different reasons that we might mm -hmm. fall into that caregiver role, that losing yourself first. And I think how we're socialized is definitely one of them and how we've been conditioned. Yeah. And then, because what was coming to my mind as you were saying that is, oh, but what about the little boy who had to take care of his mum every day? Do you know what I mean? So I think there's, I think it's good that we pinpoint, oh, that's one of the reasons we can. Oh, yeah, like gender and kind of traditional norms is is definitely, definitely, definitely one factor. Because, you know, I look at amazing people like my brother and he does so much and he's such a caregiver and he, you know, will go above and beyond to make sure everybody is OK before thinking about himself. But and again, that's like what part of that is nature, what part of that is socialising, what part of that is, you know, um, those kind of driving forces, which there are so many. There's never just one reason. And interestingly, I'm just going to, I do really want to come back to the whys for us, but just something that's really interesting. What's happened with meeting my current boyfriend is that he falls into, I don't know if it's similar patterns in the sense of like losing yourself or mm. it would be the potential to be unhealthy. I'm not sure, but we almost balance each other out because we both have the potential to give too much. And we kind of have this battle sometimes and you might say, oh, it's because it's a new relationship, but I just know us and I don't believe that's what it is, but we can almost have a battle about who's going to do the thing, who's going to do the washing up, who's going to do the cooking. No, let me do that. And it doesn't seem like it's this new, like blissful thing of living together. It feels like, I don't know, perhaps. I don't know where it's coming from, but we definitely, I see that in both of us. But what it does mean is that we we just balance each other out. And it also means that we've just got this absolute balance when it comes to some things that perhaps typically you might fall out over, like cooking, clean, you know, all of the basic things. That tends not to happen because there's this weird balance that's that's come out, perhaps of both of us trying to please a little bit, I'm not sure. So doing that then, have you both have had to kind of learn to receive as well as give? Yeah, I think so. But it's not been like really difficult. So there, there literally was with the washing up um, of me just literally being like, you have to, was it that that was washing up? I can't remember, but there was one where I said, you have to let me like help as well or do this as well, whatever it might be. So no, we haven't really had this like really conscious conversation because it hasn't got to that point. It's just something that I've really noticed in both of us. It's not creating conflict. It doesn't seem to be this underlying resentment because if anything, there's just this unspoken balance around it all. Yeah, and that's lovely. I mean, it's we argue about who has to do the washing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I'm not saying it's all blissful and there's absolutely no issues with things like that. Um, yeah, but for the most part, 
it's strange but there's yeah there's just I guess what I'm saying is there's just this element where I'm a bit like I see us both having the tendency but because the other one will step in and say no you take that no you do that as well like I talk about it a lot with food I can I don't know what it is about the hunger and the food and thing I mean I do kind of know but it's not for this podcast it's my therapy session um <laughs> we'll leave it there but with food and things I can be if I finish my food first no sorry if he finishes his food first there's something in me and wanting him to then have another bite of mine or to have some more and he will say to me no you have it not like no you have it and so because of that I don't please if that makes sense and now more because as I've learned and seen that pattern there'll be times where I've literally said to myself no you don't need to offer you don't need to love that and I love the fact that actually it's I'm saying I love that again I love um, that. <laughs> the fact that it it's coming out really naturally but it sounds like he's really teaching you that you don't have to overgive. you don't have yeah. to that that's so funny because a lot of the time I say to Liam do you want this do you want this and actually it's because I want to lose some weight and the more he <laughs> fatter he gets and the thinner I am <laughs> the more he is yours is tactical <laughs> But I guess the thing is, like, some of these things I couldn't plan for. Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't, I did know that the food was a thing, looking at the relationship before, but I didn't really know it was a thing until I got into another relationship. I was like, I'm doing the food thing again. Yeah, and I, like, I had, again, because I'd spent so many years in that sort of hyper-independent state, I would have said, I would have told myself when I was single, you know, I had it was really hard to kind of get past the walls it was you know I probably thought I had great boundaries looking back I had absolutely none at all I just had walls and then I had you know when it came to little things like where do you want to meet I don't mind what do you want to do I don't mind do you want a relationship oh you know you just mold yourself wouldn't you to whatever they wanted um so the shock of getting into the relationship and then being like oh my god who kind of am I as a girlfriend, as a partner, as, and now I have somebody to rely on, that kind of skewed everything for me quite a lot, I think. I guess the, the idea of identity when you're dating versus, you know, if you are in a relationship or you're kind of in, in any sort of transition stage, being able to know who you are and keep that all the way through, I sometimes think is quite difficult. Yeah, I think it does have to be an active thing to to know who you are separate from this other person and also be able to come together. Because like you say, especially in those like early stages, maybe it is quite natural that you might give them a bit more of your time or think about them a bit more. It, there is something in it that's quite skillful to remain who you are. But it, this is the part where it can be quite difficult not to think of attachment styles right because if we think of secure attachment it does tend to be that I can live in my present moment in my life and be in relationship with you you know yeah. and, and if we think of the anxious attachment that's typically where we might lose ourselves and love more they don't know anymore where they end and the other person begins that becomes merged very very quickly between what's my feelings thinking about them imagining picturing all of the things that happen and you 
one of the things happens is you don't actually even know like how you feel you don't know how you actually feel about this person because you're just bombarded and overwhelmed with all of the chemicals all of the feelings all of the things and and now the coping strategies probably but that's obviously we're going into attachment there but it, it I do think it plays a massive massive role in losing yourself in love and kind of over attaching perhaps very early without checking in to see as you said how you feel and for me such a big tipping question and I'm not saying this is going to be a conscious thought but the idea of how do I get them to choose me if that's how you're going into dating if that's your underlying driving force that is one of the biggest signals that you perhaps can quite quickly lose yourself yeah dating scenario that relationship whatever it is yeah and maybe that's where we go back into what we were touching on earlier which is our why for doing it I do feel like in order to sort of move into that healthy secure energy Mm -hmm. dating and in relationship understanding roughly like why is it that I do this why is it that I forget myself why do I come out of relationship with myself in order to be with someone else that becomes the priority and you can look at that through like patterns of the past you could look at that through what was asked of you when you were younger how your feelings were addressed what boundaries were like when you were younger and quite quickly I expect you'll come up with some idea of why this has become natural for you because that's what we're looking at is you have this inner template at the moment that says this is what we do when we're in relationship with someone else and we might just say okay why is that just pick the parts that like most distressing to you you know so like holding every weekend free for someone do you have any ideas in the ways that you associate with losing yourself in love do you have any ideas of why that might have happened I think the kind of losing myself in the early dating stages such as the keeping days free the kind of obsessing over it the wanting it to work was it did stem from that that element of you know you want to be chosen you want to feel safe you want it to all be okay um and I certainly know where elements of that came from I've been doing quite a bit of like inner child work over the last kind of you know year two years and when I think back to what I was like as a little girl there was you know I was speaking to my mum about it the day and she was like you know you were the most determined person I've ever met but you were also the girl who tucked all her animals in at night you know her cuddly toys you wanted to look after everybody and I do remember that sense of I want to make it okay for other people and you know sort of especially um elements at home and stuff so again it's that that concept of okay what's who what what is part of my nature truly you know what is is the bit of me that's you know caring and wants to overgive and it's actually because there's some stuff I I just don't care about yes I am quite in some ways very laid back in that I don't tend to mind what I eat for dinner sometimes like I don't really care that much about certain things so it's trying to work out what is me versus what is the desire to over attach or over give or or want something so badly that you will override who you are to get it what about you and your experience 
why do we tend to lose ourselves in that? I think just similar to you, I quite like we can sort of share that personal experience without the need to have to, yeah, go into our personal therapy sessions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'd be here a long time. With the way that my childhood was and through my teenage years, there's many elements that can influence perhaps losing yourself in love. So to summarize, what I would say is that I spent an awful lot of time focused on outside of me. So whether that was worrying about, is my mum okay? Where is my mum? Worrying about, where are we staying? Am I going home tonight? Like those kind of things, like everything is outside. And that means that you are not in your body. You're not in thinking like, how do I feel? Like what's going on for me or someone else to secure those boundaries for me? Because obviously as a child, you're not really doing that anyway. So my focus was always on outside of me. And then particularly with my mom and I spent a lot of time with my sister. So I imagine that we were worried about each other a lot. So it was typically worrying about someone else or something else or whatever's going on. And so I see it that I just have this automatic tendency to go outside of myself. So that's what I put it down to. It's just this automatic reaction. Are you okay? Because that's what's important and that that is habitual. And I've had to train myself to say like, are you okay? (laughs) And I do think right with childhood, that's the time in your life where you are literally all ego, all selfishness. Things don't exist outside your world apart from you or that's kind of how it's meant to be right so if like you said then you you don't have that element do you so you don't have almost that safety of just being able to be and yes think about you and what you want so if you actually have the question of what do I want taken away in that childhood element because you're worrying about caregivers and people around you or you know your environment or your physical situation you lose the ability to ask yourself what you want and what you need yeah and I guess that need for the basic needs right love connection belonging love connection belonging all of those kind of things they become they're our priority and so however we whatever we had to do to get them when we're younger that becomes natural in adulthood And I'm not saying it like simply like, so you can just stop it. (laughs) I'm saying it like, so it makes sense that we follow this pattern and we can change that pattern. We learned how to do that in our past. If we lose ourselves in love, we learn to lose ourselves in love. Yeah. And we can unlearn it. I completely agree. And a pattern I notice quite a lot. And in my experience, um, when you're looking at losing yourself in love in the context of overperforming or overdoing or feeling like you've got to be something, it's where that real perfectionism comes into play, isn't it? And usually when that is happening, you learn somewhere down the line that you do have to be something more. You have to do certain things. It's looking at how you got approval and attention and affection. Um, in order to feel safe and and loved and we carry those things so much into relationships like you know if you were praised when you look pretty or if you had if you got attention when you got perfect grades things like that that were quite normal in childhood right Mm -hmm. Um, if we internalize the concept that we're not enough or that something is lacking just as we are we will then try and constantly be proving that we are enough 
in romantic relationships. So we might feel like we've always got to look perfect. We've got to be the best. You know, we've got to um, be the person that everybody wants or, you know, and then that can obviously on the flip side go into all those thoughts of why would they want me as I am, you know, um, of course, comparatively, I'm not good enough. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so interesting, like the patterning and the reason that we are, are the way, the why, oh my God, I can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) You know, why we are the way we are um, in romantic relationships. I think it is very important to have an understanding of that. Yeah. And this shit really hits the fan. Yeah. When that rule that you have doesn't work so I am going to agree to go on all of the dates that you want to go on I'm going to like the music that you like I'm going to do x y and z I'm going to start building up resentment inside anyway naturally but then when this person doesn't stick around or they go back to their ex or it's your partner decides actually I'm going away this weekend thanks for planning that whole dinner and all of the things and everything what you're going to wear actually I'm going to go away this weekend and it's like well I've just quite literally given myself up so what do you mean you're going away this weekend what do you mean you're going to choose someone else because I have given everything up the one thing that's most important to us which is our sense of self really I gave that up for you so you need to do that as well and that's what's really difficult is when it becomes this like trade-off right mm-hmm. but why are you going to see your friend because I'm not going I cancelled my friends yeah you did cancel your friends yes you did <laughs> and how does that feel yeah yeah and it is when that sort of that mask isn't it slips that we put on to do be whatever they need or to do anything we can to keep them close when that mask comes off and it's like oh my god what the hell is behind it there's two ways of looking at it i guess there's probably more one being when we lose ourselves or hide ourselves or not being ourselves that person doesn't get to see that see you so they're either dating someone that's completely make-believe and then at some point that mask slips And maybe you're not the right person for them. Maybe you have different values. Maybe you're not the right person for each other is what I should say. And on the flip side to that, some people will pass you by because they never got to meet you. You know, and that who you're being suits someone. But are they your person because you're not being yourself? I just wanted to bring that element in because where you spoke about attaching earlier and we'll go through the tips we don't it's not like we choose to attach it's not like we choose I'm going to start losing myself it becomes almost like overwhelming and sometimes you can see yourself doing it or it can be that you have frozen and literally can't function so yes I've given up going to the gym today but that's because I physically feel like I can't get up out of bed Mm -hmm. because I need to know where this person is and what they think and if they're choosing me so should we do some top tips thinking about what you know works in your experience how you've helped people definitely and I do just want to say about these tips some of them can perhaps feel quite basic or feel quite simple but when we're in this pattern we really do have to start with the tiny tiny little things um, and build up our kind of capacity for 
um, knowing who we are a little bit or for managing anxiety or for, you know, not overgiving. So I really do suggest you start really small. There's not a kind of overnight quick fix for this. So this is a practice and this can take quite a while. And you can also actually work on this in every single area doesn't have to be romantically you can practice at work you can practice with friends you know you can practice with family yeah my first tip is literally it says small steps and you can have big wins because it's a big win if you don't cancel something it's a big win if you stick to something that you were going to do or you don't give that last bit of food away or whatever it is so you can have very big wins but yeah is I completely agree with it being small steps and I don't think we should apologize for it being simple no it's great that it's simple it means you can start right now <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about how to not lose yourself in love we're talking about one how to find yourself that's part of it but also how to ma- maintain yourself yeah well that's, okay let's do tips for those two let's do tips for those two elements then okay so i feel that first that knowing who i am knowing what lights you up what gives you energy what makes you you what kind of music do you like what kind of holidays do you like what kind of food do you like what kind of flowers do you like because the thing is if you're on a date no let's say you've after this i literally have this exercise after this you've written down all of your the favorite things about you things that you like things that you don't like or you know like the this or that things mm-hmm. for ant or deck sweet uh, sweet corn or peas that kind of thing if you know that about yourself, the most useless facts, if someone on a date says to you, do you prefer beach holidays or mountain holidays? You get to, you, it's harder to lose yourself and lie if you've consciously answered it because you will then know what you're doing. Yeah. But if you've never got to know yourself in that way, it's much easier just to go, mm, I don't know because maybe you don't know or to choose their answer. Choose what you think. I saw on their Bumble picture that they love beaches. So there's my answer. I don't think we are really given space to do that. So I think the exercise you suggested then um, is really, really powerful. And I would perhaps say then your next step after that is when somebody does ask you what it is you want to drink you might not mind but I suggest you pick an answer we have to build the muscle of you saying what you like you saying yes you saying no you having an opinion even if actually you don't really care start practicing exactly and people listening outside of the UK Ant and Dak are two fabulous presenters (laughs) (laughs) who what's your who what's your next tip Okay, so one of the exercises that I would perhaps do with a client if it's early stages of dating is actually doing a little bit of a timetable and mapping out the next few weeks. So you have, let's say, a few things in the diary or things that really light you up, like going to the gym, seeing friends, and they become your non-negotiables of things that aren't going to be moved or actually just an evening for yourself. And that can really help with having concrete things so you know you can't cancel plans on people to make room for somebody else but also just putting the energy back on you making sure you're doing things that you really love that make you feel good um and yes sometimes we do have to time to table it out sometimes I feel like with these tips and tools 
is that we don't make room for like humanness or like a healthy relationship. So I, I completely agree, like non-negotiables, 100%. I am behind that. But what if you're dating someone who is a healthy, available person and they are only available on Saturday this week because of genuine reasons? Would mm -hmm. we move that or that's a no, you cannot move that? I think it depends on the priority list. So if you know, for example, going to the gym makes you feel amazing, but you could do that on a Tuesday, then great. But if you've had long standing plans with friends um, where it's a girly dinner or whatever, I would say, no, I would say if it's, if it's to do with other people again, then it's that automatically comes into, okay, what's my priority here? Who am I choosing? they're more me, they're more my friends. Mm -hmm. And if we are just almost practicing, again, we're building that muscle, then I would suggest you maintain social plans, but things like going to the gym, having a night in for yourself, you know, as long as you um, kind of move that almost and make sure you give yourself that time, then I think that's okay. Yeah, I would add as well though, to just make sure, because part of this, right, is to not lose yourself is, to get to know yourself mm -hmm. and you need to be confident enough of whether you're going to cancel a plan or not cancel a plan so part of the skill is why would i cancel it and like you say like what is best for me has, has this got everyone's best interest at heart to be honest and i think that can be really useful is just to check in whose interests like do i have in mind what do i have in mind here and if it is coming from a fear of well, if I don't see them, maybe they're going to forget me. Like, look yeah. into that. These are such amazing opportunities, right? If you have that, the timetable, and then someone might cancel or whatever it might be, such amazing opportunities to look inwards at what's driving the need to change or the worry, the physical reaction to even making a plan. Yeah. And um, not making a plan is the same as cancelling in this case. Yeah, because that's what I used to do. Be like, oh, I could maybe do that. Oh, but I'm not sure. And then you'd be waiting, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. It's having little things in the diary or, you know, it almost doesn't matter when you do them as long as there are a few things every week that is just about you. But I would say if you have a plan with friends and things like that, that should also be a priority. Because that's yeah. another thing we haven't really touched upon is um, when you are dating or early stages and you have that, you know, whether you call it the honeymoon period sometimes the obsession period where you do drop friends and things like that um to focus all your time on that partner again we want to be looking at that and you know making a bit of an allowance for that if that's a pattern yeah looking at so this is very similar and linked into these already is looking at different areas of your life you know from hobbies to friends to this relationship self-development different areas if you think of like the life wheel and just checking in with them am i looking after different areas of my life because we have to have cushions because if you suddenly get made redundant if the project that you're working on or the gym class that you go to suddenly is no longer we, we have to have things to fall on, like to cushion the fall. I'm not saying like we wouldn't be disappointed if like, oh, they've discontinued that. 
so we cushion the other areas and that's the same with the dating the relationships because there is nothing to say that every relationship is going to last forever or someone's not going to end the relationship at some point that's just realistic this work as we know is like amazing for building up our resilience and having those cushions if things don't work out but it it won't stop heartbreak (laughs) no exactly and it's not like you can do all these things and you know work on yourself to the cows come home it's not a it doesn't mean you're never going to be disappointed again or never going to be hurt again or your ego is not going to rear its ugly head so yeah regular check-ins with how you're looking after different areas of your life i will use the word balance but just because we all know what i mean but of course balance is not something that's realistic is it one week it might be that i spend an awful lot of time on my work and then the next week it might be that i can lean more back into exercise and personal development or whatever it might be but overall as i look at this can i say that i am giving my energy to different areas of my life and not just one Definitely. And that's why I do quite like that idea of looking forward a few weeks being like, hey, what what things do I want to put in there? What do I want to focus on? And making sure you have time for, for enough of it whilst giving yourself downtime, whilst giving yourself time to be alone. And actually, I would say getting a top, perhaps a tip is getting used to being by yourself, getting used to sitting with whatever's going on, getting used to having a night in by yourself because that you know finding out who you are right is amazing but you also have to be comfortable with being on your own and sometimes if we do um lose ourselves or have a tendency to over attach all of our energy is put on someone else so you know even doing things like sitting for a few minutes every day without your phone or without music without any distractions and asking yourself how you feel or having a night in those things are really important Mm. You know, one of the things we agreed on as well was actually just overall that slowing down. Yeah. And and not just in that slow dating phase, but in general, that slower living and giving yourself that time to have more stillness, more grounding, more centering with yourself. It's much harder to lose yourself to like severe extents when you are grounded in the here and now. A lot of the time that losing ourselves is driven by fears which will more likely be like an image of the future or memories of the past or whatever it might be in that sense but when you're grounded in the here and now you're much more likely to be able to think about things a bit clearer and make decisions based on like self-love really definitely and when we talk about kind of grounding yourself in the here and the now it goes back to those really And they're not basic steps, guys, because it's so difficult, but it is things you will know of already. It's the getting out in nature. It's making time for meditation. It's if you tend to over-exercise or punish your body in that way, maybe doing some yoga or Pilates instead or not exercising or stepping into gratitude, doing gratitude practices, being present when you're out and about. You know, those kind of really small building blocks that are so important Um, And what I would say as well, with all of these practices, is please start doing them. If you know you have the pattern or the tendency to lose yourself in love, don't wait until you are dating, okay? Start doing this now, because it's so much easier to build a foundation 
and to build up daily habits or weekly habits or, or getting to know yourself now. And then when you are faced with a trigger or you are faced with dating, you already kind of have the tools to fall back on. Yeah, I for sure cannot deny that the advantage of having that time single is that I got to know myself Mm-hmm. And knowing that this was my tendency, really kind of prepare for that and plan for that. That said, I do know success stories, literally people coming onto my other podcast, there's success stories that people can do this work in a relationship. Yeah, definitely. You can start I mean, now is the point, right? What I mean is wherever you are, don't yeah. start until you're either dating or don't start till you're in that relationship and you get triggered by them going away for the weekend okay if you know you have these tendencies wherever you are start now (laughs) just start now (laughs) isn't it you can we can start anywhere any relationship status you can so if you know that you lose yourself you deserve to have a relationship with yourself like fully 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 that is to know your feelings that's to know your boundaries. It's basically to teach yourself. Imagine like a newborn baby. You get to teach yourself all of the things that you deserve to know. Because if you lose yourself in love, there is missing information there, which look, most of us have experienced, right? Let's be honest. And so this is your opportunity now to begin to give yourself that love, that connection, that self-soothing, all of the things that you deserve, but from yourself. From yourself and that's something that you're not just going to you know you're not going to end the relationship with yourself Mm, you're with yourself forever what a lovely kind of ending point I think with that and do you have any kind of key takeaway that you want to share my key takeaway I think is not to if you feel any resentment if you're feeling frustration because you give so much, if someone didn't stick around, even though you gave so much, they don't owe us something back. If we're going to parent and mother and caregive and fix, then yes, they might fly the nest. You know, they might not give the same back. I think really going inwards and not expecting the same back from other people. Like why not pull back instead of wanting them to give, give, give more. It's so, so powerful when you begin to realize that people that you love will stick around, even if you don't give every bit of energy that you have. Mm, I love that. What a, yeah, what a brilliant takeaway. What's yours? Mm, I would say for me, it's the idea of as you said, losing yourself in love, the tonic to that is getting to know who you are and then being able to maintain that. And I think a lot of us actually don't know who we are. And that was definitely the biggest question I had to face when I started on this journey. So whether you're dating, whether you're already in a relationship, whether you're you know, happily single and don't want to be with anybody, start with who are you and use it as a opportunity for real joy you get to find out who you are as you said as that baby with no restraints with nobody telling you what you should or shouldn't do so really lean into that and I think that's the place where I would definitely start 
Brilliant. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and for tuning in. Please do rate, subscribe and review as always, as it really helps other people to find the podcast. As always, we love any feedback, obviously only positive feedback. Um, <laughs> just joking. Any questions um, that you have or any thoughts that have come up from our episodes and you can find us on social media or via our websites and all the information is below.